welcome to Realizing Your Potential, a leadership podcast from Accolade Wines. Accolade Wines is a leading wine company with famous wine brands loved around the world, including Hardee's, St. Hallett, Grant Burge, Bannerock Station, House of Arras, and Echo Falls. The show was originally recorded for our people as a learning and development tool, but due to popular demand, the Realizing Your Potential podcast is now available on Spotify and iTunes. We're your hosts. I'm Sophie Ellis, your learning and development specialist. And I'm Martin Martino, a learning and development consultant. In this first series, we interview experts within Accolade Wines for their leadership tips and advice as we build a high performance culture. Please get in touch with Accolade Wines on LinkedIn if you want to contribute or with any questions or comments. So let's get started. This is episode three. Today we're talking all things motivation. We're going to understand what gets us going to accomplish our goals. A quick roundup of what we've covered so far in the podcasts. In episode one, Anne shared the why. Why do we build the Realizing Our Potential program? And in podcast two, we talked to Martin McGowan about the important role psychological safety plays in all of our teams. Our guest for this podcast is Derek Nicholl, our Chief Supply Chain Officer based in Australia. Derek, as you're new to the organization, I wonder if we could start off with you telling us a little bit more about yourself. Hi, um, I've been in the wine trade best part of 17 years, um, and uh, this isn't my first uh, adventure to Australia. Uh, I've lived here about 25 years ago, um, but fortunately it's, it's going to be a little bit more uh, civilized and not working on a cattle station like I did the last time. So uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be leading the, the whole of the supply chain. We've got a lot of uh, great initiatives in play and lots of good work to do over the next few years. And um, yeah, looking very much forward to uh, leading the team through all that. Well, it's brilliant to have you on board and also brilliant to hear about your background in the wine trade. You've managed lots of different teams through your career. So can I start by asking you for the kinds of things you do to motivate your team? Well, I mean, motivation can take many forms, you know, when you've got teams and large teams. Uh, For me, it's driving as much autonomy as you possibly can, um, which helps, you know, give ownership um, and and accountability. Uh, But for me, you know, as as a leader, it's about listening, learning, uh, offering support and solutions um, and encouragement where, where it's needed. Um, I know I certainly don't have all the answers, so, you know, I'll ask the right questions um, and make sure, you know, that the, the, the team feel engaged, um, but they've also got, you know, that sense of purpose um, to help deliver. Um, so, you know, motivation can take many forms, but, but for me, at the heart of it is that autonomous piece uh, and making sure that the, you know, the individuals can grow um, and, uh, you know, deliver and develop uh, themselves. So uh, I think that, you know, we'll have all seen that as individuals throughout our career as well. Um, you know, that, that type of autonomy um and ownership helps helps you grow as an individual but it also benefits the business and the team as well of course my ears prick up when you touched on development and growth but what i'm really hearing is that giving autonomy has so many benefits 
giving people ownership is one of the best ways to help them grow because people learn through doing and getting outside of their comfort zone and owning things. We know that getting better at things and continually learning is a key factor in motivation. You also spoke about a sense of purpose. How do you create that in your team? Within the sense of purpose, it's about the identity of the team. Um, And that, for me, is a collaborative approach. Now, we work in supply chain, so we have to be collaborative because we're working with all, uh, you know, both external customers, internal stakeholders. Um, So for me, it's about the identity of that. You know, customers don't get the product without the supply chain. So at at the core of that is our sense of purpose, Um, you know, as a... Um, as, as the part of the organization that gets product to customers and consumers. So we can't lose sight of that. Um, you know, we, we, we take it from, uh, you know, growing grapes right through to delivering it as wine. Um, and that, that, that for me is, uh, that, 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 that's what excites me as part of the supply chain because uh, we're at the core of the product that, that the consumers enjoy. Um, so it's important that we a, do that to the best quality um, that we can do, uh, but also um, we understand where we fit in within that or within the organisation as a whole. You mentioned just then asking the right questions. Have you been asked any questions during your career which have really made you stop and think? Or do you have any tips for managers um, on great questions to ask their people? Yeah, I don't I, I don't think there's a particular individual question. I think it's more the line of questioning that you have um, because you've probably got the answer yourself. Um, you know, maybe just looking for that confidence to uh, find the solution. And, and I think from my experience and, 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 and great leaders that I've worked with, they generally recognise that you do have the answer there yourself. You just it just needs to be teased out. So you do that through a line of questioning, and then there's almost a eureka moment where people the light bulb switches on and 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 they've got the solution. And 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 that it's it's more around questioning to almost drive an increase in confidence more than anything else. So that you know the individuals then you know, find the solution themselves, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're coming to you for advice, right? And, uh, and guidance, maybe not to answer the question, as I said. And, you know, you can't, you can't see yourself as a leader as being the brain's trust, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the, everyone, everyone has different skills in the team, but, uh, you know, everyone's perspective is equally valid, but also, people will come up with different different solutions depending on your line of question in itself. For me, what you're describing there sounds very much like coaching. I completely agree. I guess the kind of the power in coaching is that it absolutely feeds into all of our desire to direct our own lives. And that's that's the autonomy piece you're talking about as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's completely valid in the sense of it's reassurance, but it's also like affirmation, right? Um, and uh, you know the, the the power behind that is quite significant, and it's not to be underestimated. Um, so for me, it's about listening and questioning, because um, then that helps get a collective solution almost, um, and also it helps you as an individual understand the the kernel of the problem as well. So um, you know that that, that that can help you personally. 
Let's talk about when times get tough. This is a danger zone for motivation really decreasing. How do you keep your team motivated at these times? Well, I think for me, that's is to keep the team, you know, focused on that sense of perspective, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, what we've seen in the last 12 months is uh, the world turn on its head. Um, you know, so the sense of perspective on it uh, for me is, you know, that you've got your health and your people are safe um, and everything else is, uh, is, is a bonus, right? So, you know, we've got, we've got, you, you got to uh, keep people motivated through various, uh, various methods when times are tough. Um, one for me is humor, right? Because uh, life is a bit short. So if you can't have um, a laugh about things, then uh, it's a, it's a, it becomes all a bit too serious. Um, so, but going back to the perspective bit for me, that's about focusing in on the bigger picture um again listening um helping to find solutions now i know i i said in the you know in the first question you know it's, i don't have all the solutions or the answers but you've got to be able to help uh support people um through finding the solutions when times are tough because sometimes you know people might not be uh in the right frame of mind to help find those solutions so you've got to encourage them um along that way as well um and for me you know keeping people motivated it's it's also about talking and communicating but also taking time out and making sure you've got breaks so you know alleviating the pressure almost uh from the situation um can help can help you as an individual but also as a team um, and also the other thing when times are tough is making sure that you give your team the necessary air cover, right? Because there'll be conflicting priorities, and 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 sometimes that uh, you know that that might not sit well with parts of the organisation or customers and so forth. And you need to make sure um, that that you're prioritising because you're not going to be able to do everything. Um, and and it's you know it's it's focusing it on the bigger things. Um, and making sure that there's teamwork uh, in place to help uh, help deliver that and support support everyone and support your colleagues. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? That in times of crisis, humour completely goes out the window, and in some cases, just communication stops. When often that's the thing that helps people and individuals and teams get through those tough times. Lots of people get, dra- you know, in times of crisis, they'll get dragged into the detail and, and mm. potentially be crippled by that. And, and you know, that's that's your role as a leader to, to lift them out of that uh, cycle almost and make sure that they are referencing, well, what's the most important things and what's the uh, what's most important. So don't worry about, you know, don't sweat all the details, mm. and, you know, and, and, and in times of crisis or uh, when times are tough, People will, you know, hope to try and do everything to, you know, the, the best degree that they can. And, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're going to have to make choices that that, that, that may not sit well a, as an individual or be um, as parts of the organisation. But it, they have to be for the greater good. Um, and, 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 and that's about being choiceful around, uh, you know, what you prioritise. Um, mm. And I and I heard you saying again this 
it seems a, a very strong theme and I think it's a great one around listening. So, you know, not necessarily having all the answers, to, but, but having that intention to help people find it, particularly when the pressure's on or when things aren't going well, and actually listening to perhaps what that individual is dealing with or, or struggling with, whether it's work or it's personal, and finding, okay, where, where, where can I alleviate some of that pressure? I, you know, again, I think great leaders are very adept at being able to pinpoint, you know, where, where, where are the issues and then what, what could I be doing? For me, that, that listening piece, you know, and I'll use an example in COVID and previous organisation with, you know, person who reported to me, you know, who had, you know, serious childcare issues and, and, and that was actually trying to find a, you know, working different times of the day, but also then finding, you know, finding solutions uh, outside of work that actually helped. Um, and you know, that was that 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 that's not just being a leader for the organisation. That's that's been human, right? So, mm. uh, you know, going back to that sense of perspective, we're all uh, we're all human, and uh, we need to we need to make sure we've got that uh, you know that kindness and uh, caring side as well. It's also about getting to know your people, right? I mean, once you know how, you know, you don't have to get pry too much into people's personal lives, but you know where the pressures are coming from, um, you know, be it family or relationships or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or at work themselves, right? So, you know, as long as you're spending that, that quality time to understand people, then uh, that, that helps. Let's flip this for a second and talk about those times when you get demotivated. When has something demotivated you? For me, uh, I went through a spell not too long, about seven or eight years ago, where I um, got very demotivated with uh, with a leader in the business that I was in at that time. Um, and for me, that was it was all the classic sort of. <laughs> Uh, indications there was mixed messages a lack of clarity around you know what the sense of purpose or direction was both within the the region and the business as a whole um the other thing that's the you know the worst part was you know saying same one thing and then doing another um procrastination is also a, a key area for me where uh, i found that demotivated me um and finally uh, last but not least was really you know not following through on promises and um you know that that just shows a lack of integrity and uh, so they are they are, they are certainly all the things that i found demotivating and uh, areas certainly to avoid and certainly not um not how i operate I think those are completely relatable. I'm sure. I'm sure. While you were speaking, we were all thinking of, of examples where, we, where we've seen the same in the past. They're easy traps to fall into. Um, something that was really coming out loud and clear for me was kind of that consistency piece, saying one thing and doing another. Um, especially from a, from a leadership role. Um, do you have any have any advice for how they can come across as super consistent to their teams to keep them motivated? Yeah, I mean, make sure you've got clarity in the message, right? You know, I mean, we've we've got a clear strategy. That that should always be the point of reference. Um, but just being able to articulate that and and, and make it relevant for your own team, um, in your own way, uh, and just use that as a, as a sort of cornerstone of of everything that you do. 
that's such an important point. We're really missing a trick if we're not able to communicate our strategy in a way that's clear and relevant to each of our teams. And I guess that may not be as straightforward as it used to be because many managers and their teams are having to communicate 100% online. Yeah, and it's about making sure you connect with the team. And, you know, to your point, you know, it's, it's been difficult because, you know, you can't go and speak to them or see them in the office. So mm. you got you got to use different methodology and, uh, you know, Zoom teams, uh, phoning people up by the old fashioned way. But that, you know, you've, you're, you're, you're points of contact are, are sadly limited at the moment, but you've got to make mm. that extra effort. And uh, that's that's actually worth worth a lot more. Um, because you, people recognise that you are making the effort, right? Um, mm. So don't don't underestimate the power of that. When it comes to keeping a team motivated, what's that one piece of advice you'd share with the wider accolade team from everything you've learned? Um, I think it's more more what we talked about, you know, keeping that sense of perspective um, and keep that sense of perspective both at a personal level but within business and within your team. Um, I think that's hugely, hugely important from a motivational standpoint. Um, but also have some fun doing it, right? We, we work in a very enjoyable industry, so we should feel privileged of that um, and don't lose sight of it. And, and that goes back to be, have a sense of perspective. I couldn't agree more. What a lovely place to wrap up our conversation with a bit of perspective and a sense of fun. Derek, thank you so much for taking the time to share your insights and experience with us. Cheers, guys. All the best. Thank you. Motivation is a huge topic. And we hope that the next five minutes gives you enough to get started and inspires you to want to find out more. In Dan Pink's book, drive the surprising truth about what motivates us he talks about two types of motivation extrinsic and intrinsic extrinsic motivation is when someone is motivated by an external reward so if you do this then you'll get that or motivated by an external pressure so if you don't pay this parking ticket by x date then you will be penalized Some other examples of extrinsic motivation are things like getting accolades, maybe a pay rise, bonus, or even getting a public mention. So we'll have seen a lot of if-then rewards in our lifetimes. They're they're pretty traditional reward structures, um, and they absolutely do have their place. They really narrow the focus and keep us on task. But they're not the answer to widening our focus and getting us to think creatively and think about alternate problem solving. So... Ultimately, they're not the answer to 21st century work. And Dan Pink shares this in his TED talk. An intrinsic motivation is the act of doing something without any obvious external rewards. You know, you do it because it's enjoyable and interesting rather than because of some outside incentive or pressure to do it. So the good news is that scientists who've been studying motivation have given us a new approach, a new way to look at motivation. And it's built much more around intrinsic motivation, around the desire to do things because they matter, because we like it, because they're interesting, or part of something important. And this, Dan talks about, is this new operating system for businesses, right? And it revolves around three elements, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. 
Autonomy is the urge to direct our own lives. Mastery, the desire to get better and better at something that matters. And purpose is the desire to contribute to something bigger than ourselves, to make it meaningful. But for now, we encourage everyone to listen to his talk if you haven't already, and read Dan Pink's book. It's filled with practical advice. Before we wrap up today's podcast, we've got some tips for increasing motivation with your team and yourself. For anyone leading a team, we'd say create autonomy by giving your team a say over what they work on. For example, co-create goals with them. Create mastery by providing ongoing praise, give feedback and make sure you're constantly training to create a sense of progress. And finally, purpose. Create this by making sure that each team member understands the vision, the big picture, the perspective. If they don't know the answers to what we're trying to achieve and why it matters, they won't be as motivated as they could be. And for anyone looking to create more motivation for themselves, well, the best place to start is with you. You've got to know what makes you tick, what gives you energy and what doesn't. And then you've got to share that information with the people around you, especially your manager. So we recommend reflecting on the following questions. There are three of them to start you off. The first one is, what would you like more control over? Is it your time? Is it your task? Is it your technique? The second question is, what would you like to get better at, at work that really means something to you that will make a difference? And the third and final question is, is it clear how the job that you do day to day, the work that you do day to day, contributes to the overall business strategy or to the team? Either way, whatever your answers are to those questions, make sure you share that with your manager as part of your one-to-ones to ensure you're both aligned. That's it for this podcast. We hope you found this episode interesting and the topic sparked your curiosity to find out more. We have plenty of materials and resources to support this episode, so please don't forget to check the show notes. For more leadership content, follow Accolade Wines on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.